Are you a business owner worried about the safety of your sensitive data? Look no further than Midwest Data Depot, your local secure offsite backup storage solution. Visit MidwestDataDepot.com. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish has upset Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame, 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time budgets. Now, here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. We've got about 52 minutes until the Major Major League Baseball trade deadline hits. As of right now, the Cubs have not traded. Catcher Wilson Contreras, around fielder Ian Happ, David Robertson, the closer, goes to Philadelphia for a double-hay right-handed pitcher. The White Sox, they've been quiet so far today. But the big news, Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals to the San Diego Padres. More on that in just a second. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Darren Pritchett with you. Sports Speed brought to you by our title sponsor, Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is the story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. And by Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop for new beginnings have happy endings. Earlier today, Juan Soto and Josh Bell traded by the Nationals to the Padres for Luke Voigt, C.J. Abrams, the number one prospect in the Padres system, Robert Hassel III, the number three prospect, James Wood, a very intriguing 18-year-old, the number 14 prospect, Jarlin Susana, and also a high-end left-handed pitcher in Mackenzie Gore. Some believe one of the biggest trades in Major League Baseball history. Well, my first guest of the show knows a lot about some of the players the Padres gave up today to the Washington Nationals. A good friend from the Midwest League broadcast booth is John Nolan from the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, where the South Bend Cubs are playing tonight at Parkview Field. But we're not talking Cubbies tonight. We're talking about this very interesting trade that took place earlier today. First off, John, good to hear your voice as always. How are things in Fort Wayne? Darren, it's great to hear your voice. I have to admit I am a bit melancholy uh, here today, maybe for multiple reasons, but including, including for the fact that we've got the uh, the South Bend Cubs here, but missing you. Um, but glad to connect with you uh, in this way. And I will throw in just one quick South Bend Cubs note. Uh, their top uh, prospect outfielder, 
Pete Crow Armstrong. I know he was out of the lineup over the weekend in South Bend, but for any fans worried, uh, he's back in there leading off uh, tonight for this series opener. But, yes, obviously that's very secondary uh, compared to what's going on um, today considering the, uh, the Padres and the trade deadline. I thought you were going to break news that he got traded. I'm like, whoa, we're going to have something really no, big no. right there. <laughs> we're sh- I mean, no, but it is funny. Actually, this series is a great juxtaposition here of how affiliates can be affected because yeah. for Fort Wayne now we've lost four players in the last 24 hours, including two as part of uh, a deal to the Red Sox with guys who are in the lineup tonight who are now out. And so I've got to scramble to figure out who's going to play. But on the other hand, I mean, we're kind of waiting here to see who the, the Cubs could be. Uh, acquiring as far as prospects and maybe if anyone winds up with South Bend later this week. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, the big piece here was that Robert Hassel, the third uh, center fielder, top-rated Padres prospect, he's one of those guys who's uh, now going to be on his way to the Nationals organization. Let's start with the two outfielders the Padres gave up. You mentioned Hassel and a guy I'm really intrigued by. I've read about this guy a little bit today, watched some video. A big left-handed bat, number three prospect in the Padres system coming into today in James Wood. I would have to imagine those are two guys you hate to give up, but when you're going to acquire Juan Soto and also a guy who's hit the ball extremely well this year, Josh Bell, you have to give up some high-end talent. But Hassel and Wood, that has to be really one of the keys to the deal along with Abrams. Yeah, and Hassel still just 20 and Wood still even just 19. And Abrams, who's been up in the major leagues as a shortstop this year, uh, with 21, I think. But, yeah, I mean, clearly the Padres have been trying to make an effort here in recent years to go for it. And, you know, whether it was uh, signing Manny Machado or, you know, securing Fernando Tatis Jr. to a long-term deal. So many other trades that they've already made getting guys like you Darvish and Blake Snell and uh, yesterday, you know, Josh Hader, the list goes on. I mean, they are clearly in a mold. They've been around for more than 50 years without winning a World Series, only making it to the World Series a couple of times and not since 1998. I mean, they are pretty uh, pretty darn determined to be playing deep into October. And, I mean, this is just such a unique situation where you've got a generational talent like Soto who is available. And, you know, Darren, I think, we both have had the unique experience of being uh, up close and personal with young minor league players. And there is a difference between guys who become major league players and guys who really impact a major league team. And so I think I respect what the Padres are doing. I think they're acknowledging that they've got a lot of quality pieces that certainly, you know, add them up. Uh, You know, they've had a, they've had success with, with guys that they've had, um, in recent years, but there's a difference between guys who are, you know, nice major league players and then superstars. And the more superstars you can add up, you know, that's going to really increase your chance of not just making it to the playoffs, but actually, you know, being one of the last teams trying to win it all at the, uh, the end of October. And so I, I respect what the, uh, the Padres are doing. And um, yeah, I, I, you always do feel a little bit of an attachment to your prospects. And I will just follow up on your point there that even though technically the sources tended to have Robert Hassel ranked number one, James Wood, I think, talking to some people in the organization mm-hmm. or around the Padres, I think James Wood is actually the guy that they were, uh, you know, internally probably thinking is the, the toughest to give up because he just has such a high ceiling. You described that he is a freak athlete at six foot seven, wow. but he's lightning quick playing center field. He was just a second-round draft pick out of high school last year. There were kind of some questions 
uh, about him coming out of high school, but so far this year he's been uh, been phenomenal. So they kind of think the ceiling is really high for him. However, he's again still just playing at the single A level, still just 19. So you, you don't know what, how things are going to pan out. You do know that Juan Soto uh, makes your team a whole heck of a lot better. And now the the Padres have the uh, the pieces to battle with the Dodgers in the National League, the Mets, and um, try to win the World Series. John Nolan is the voice of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, the Padres affiliate in the Midwest League. Obviously, the Padres are a big winner today. We'll see if the Nationals are going to be a big winner a few years down the road. You know who also is a big loser today, in my opinion, John, in Major League Baseball because of this trade? Fans in cities like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh who look at San Diego, and even though the weather's a lot better in San Diego, but... The market sizes are in the same ballpark, and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh continues to just trade guys, and they get prospects, and now the fan bases are like, when we get these prospects, how long before we just trade them as well? They just never seem to have built a foundation, while the Padres, man, they are going for it. Their owner wants to bring the first World Series championship to San Diego, so on a day that's so exciting for Padre fans, I really feel for fans in like Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, they have to watch what the Padres are doing and have to be very jealous. Yeah, and it's hard to kind of get inside the psyche of these billionaires because it's really just hard for us uh, common folk to relate. But, yeah, I mean, credit to Pete Seidler in recent years. He's become the uh, majority owner for the Padres. And, um yeah, I guess, you know, he's putting his money where his mouth is in terms of, like, just being all in and even trading. They've just traded away Eric Hosmer to the Red Sox and are going to be, like, paying him still tens of millions of dollars. So, yeah, they're at that point now where yeah, they're even just paying guys not to be there uh, compared to a, a crazy stat I just saw that now on the Reds, like you mentioned, a team that's being cheap, the fifth highest paid person on their roster he's not on the roster it's Ken Griffey Jr. somehow they're still paying Griffey a few million dollars and nobody otherwise they've got all these young guys who aren't even up to the to that status yet so yeah I mean again credit to uh, Pete Seiler the uh, the owner of the Padres and uh, yeah I'll just say this hopefully he doesn't run out of cash so that if the Padres win a World Series, there's enough rings to go around here in Northeast Indiana and <laughs> Fort Wayne, too. Hey, John, I know a lot of baseball fans know about Abrams. They know about Mackenzie Gore. Gore got off to a great start this year, spaded down the stretch, now has an elbow injury. But I'm curious, being a part of the Padres organization, I know you keep an ear to the ground on some of the guys who eventually would make it to Fort Wayne. Had you heard much about Jarlin Susana, the 14th-ranked prospect in the Padres system? I, I understand he's 18 years old. He's like 6'6", smooth delivery, electric fastball. I'm just curious if you know much about him because it sounds like he was a very important part of this deal. Yeah, and I can't say I really know too much more about him than what you just said, but what I do know is that, again, you know, when we look at these uh, top 30 rankings, whether it's MLB.com or Baseball America or elsewhere, mm-hmm. they're a good guy. But, uh, you know, frankly, MLB.com, they didn't really update theirs all season long. And so I can just I can tell you there's guys that they've got listed uh, in some organizations, top 30 prospects who aren't even everyday players in single A or high A anymore. So um, I think probably when you see, oh, you know, only a number 16 prospect, probably misleading. I think the people who know know that a guy like Susana there, 
um, has a, again, greater uh, kind of greater value going forward. And another thing that you got to credit the, uh, the Padres as an organization for is their commitment to scouting. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about like crazy, but like 13 year olds in the Dominican Republic and elsewhere in Latin America and around the world. And so I think while on one hand, it's like, wow, they're trading away. <laughs> I don't even know what the grand total is going to be, but uh, over the last few years combined, They've created away an entire top 30 prospect list without exaggerating. However, they have tremendous scouts and as well as, you know, kind of knowing which guys to take a gamble on coming out of uh, high school or in some cases like junior college. So uh, this is also a real testament to their scouting uh, department so that, you know, they've got guys who other teams uh, covet that they were a little bit wiser to uh, bring into their system. And, John, for people in Fort Wayne who are baseball fans and you who covers the team and calls the games, you guys have been very lucky to have the Padres as an affiliate because, as you just talked about, the scouting has been remarkable. They have hit on top picks. I'm, I'm trying to think of the kid who's now in Pittsburgh who I saw several times in Fort Wayne. Sawinski, is that his name? Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack Sawinski, who is from who, uh, Chicago. Went to a public high school in Chicago, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, for a while he was leading uh, NL rookies in home runs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got – I think we've – without exaggerating again, I think we've probably seen more rising major leaguers than any other uh, you yeah. know, minor league team at the single-A or high-A level. I will say this, part of the, the downside of that, though, is that a lot of these times, uh, in part because guys wind up being traded or they're just being y- – they're young and being challenged. I haven't seen a lot of wins in Fort Wayne. Right now I'm a little bit jealous of uh, the South Bend Cubs being in first place in their division. But, uh, yes, it definitely is cool in retrospect when you look ahead um, or you know, go ahead a couple years and then in retrospect you look back and, you know, how many how many guys uh, we, we've seen who are major leaguers. And then, uh, you know, this year there were five former Fort Wayne players who were all-stars. And that doesn't even include Tatis since he hasn't mm. played this year due to, yeah. uh, to injury. But, He's at the top of the list, and then, yeah, they wind up with other organizations. All five of those guys were all-stars for teams other than the Padres. Um, but, yeah, certainly it makes it, uh, makes it interesting, if nothing else. All right, let me leave you with this question. This is a tough one. It kind of feels like, and I know there's still a little bit of time left before the trade deadline is, is here, but four teams have separated themselves from the pack in the National League. The Padres, the Dodgers, the Mets – the Braves, the Brewers, I'm backing off on them. They traded Hater. They're the type of team they have to think about next year and the year after that as they try to stay competitive due to the financial tough times they have at times up there in Milwaukee. So as you look at the Padres, Dodgers, Mets, and Braves, off the top of your head, can you rank those four teams heading into the stretch drive of the pennant drive in the major leagues? Yeah, and I have to say, I always admire your professionalism, Darren, but maybe more, never more so than now for you as a Cardinals fan here to kind of just grit through this conversation without screaming and yelling about how St. Louis didn't give up the prospects that probably could have been even better uh, for the Nationals to get Juan Soto. But uh, I still have just a ton of respect for the Dodgers. I still, even though the Braves knocked him off last year, I still feel like the Dodgers are the class of the National League, so I still got to put them one. Now I'll, I'll jump the Padres up to two. Um, uh, I grew up a Mets fan. I don't know what to think of the Mets, uh, and they're being oddly quiet <laughs> so far <laughs> at the deadline here. 
Uh, I guess I got to respect the reigning champs as a brave three and would slot the Mets at four. But, uh, yeah, you got to feel like if you're a fan of any of those teams, you've got a, a legitimate chance to, uh, to see your team going to the World Series. John, my team last year at the deadline acquired J.A. Happ and John Lester, so my expectations have have dwindled through the years. In fact, I think we probably have contacted Joaquin Andor. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he might be able to help St. Louis from his days when he pitched there in the 80s. So that's that's kind of the standard that I have set for my team. It's It's kind of disappointing, but... It is what it is, and we'll see very soon as the Cubs continue their rebuild how quickly they can catch up with the Cardinals and the Brewers. I'm really kind of fascinated with that, but what an amazing day for the Padres getting Juan Soto, and I'm just messing with the lineup. Cronenworth, Tatis, Soto, Machado, my heavens. That's an awfully good top four in the lineup. Yes, I mean, again, and I think, the fact that Tatis hasn't played this year, so in a way he sort of winds up being like a late-season acquisition. So adding in Tatis and Soto, uh, two of the uh, the top players in the game, and with all the other guys, all-stars you mentioned, uh, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely interesting. Like I said, here in Fort Wayne, we're a long way from San Diego, but hopefully they know the address to, to maybe ship some uh, jewelry later on this year. <laughs> John Morosi says your old buddy Noah Syndergaard down to two finalists, the Blue Jays and the Phillies. Can you imagine him going to Philadelphia and haunting his old team in Gotham? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, Mets, fan, Mets fans are drooling over the chance to boo, boo Syndergaard. A, for, a former uh, former Midwest League pitcher, he was with Lansing. Yeah. He was originally coming up uh, with the Blue Jays. Um, but, yeah. This, you know, for for guys like you and me here, I love baseball. This has been a really exciting uh, weekend into uh, the early part of this week in, in terms of the anticipation of what could come, and it's kind of delivered with the uh, the drama and the excitement of all the moves. Good to talk to you. Thank you for the time on a very busy day. I'm picturing the best Midwest League media food that I've ever come across there in Fort Wayne tonight. I'm serious. The Fort Wayne spread was absolutely amazing. There's fruit. I mean, I felt healthy afterwards, so always appreciated your organization. Yeah, and and for fans, good food uh, at the concessions here, too, especially the apple-themed desserts, apple pie, all kinds of uh, apple special. So, um, yeah, hope to see. It sounds like a good number of South Bend fans will be making a trip here to Fort Wayne this week. Great weather before school starts. So, hope uh, everyone, whether here at Parkview Field or Fort Wayne Field, you know, gets in some baseball again before we uh, get wrapped up in uh, football season and everything. And I hope South Bend fans go over there maybe this week and catch a game because Parkview Field is a smaller version of a major league ballpark. It is absolutely fantastic. And I imagine someday Fort Wayne might move farther up the chain because of that great ballpark you have. And always appreciate your time, John. And, you know, have a little bit of that food for me tonight. Think of me and try to keep the (laughs) South Bend broadcasters awake over there. They sometimes snooze kind of like La Russa does from time to time in the dugout. (laughs) Oh, man. Hopefully no one will be booing for them to lose their jobs here, too. But, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for the chance to chat with you. And I'm going to have to, before I can get my my plate together, i got to figure out, who are uh, top two hitters in the lineup arc. And again, apparently they just got traded to the Red Sox since we started this call. Hey, a real one last, you know, yeah. kind of silly anecdote I'll include. And uh, you can appreciate this as a, a fan of golf yourself. Robert Gasser was the Fort Wayne ace left-handed starting pitcher. He was traded yesterday to the Brewers as part of that hater deal. Mm-hmm. He was actually 
playing a round of golf with our manager, and they both found out about the trade oh. via Twitter before anyone from the Padres or the Brewers could even uh, call or text them. So, again, kind of just did, a crazy time that we're in right now. Did you see the Red Sox catcher Vasquez found out during a media scrum before the game in Houston? He found out from the media really? before the Red Sox could get to him. Yeah, Ugh. it's pretty, pretty wild. Yes, it is. Well, my friend, be well. Have a great finish to the year, and hopefully we'll see you come over maybe when a Syracuse team plays the Fighting Irish. <laughs> awesome. Or if any Irish fans got a ticket for me to go catch them play in Syracuse uh, this fall, I could use help because <laughs> I was scouting that out and saw that one sold out already. So. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, thanks a lot, Darren. Love talking to you, and uh, all the best to you. All the best to you as well. Thank you so much. John Nolan. The voice of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, the San Diego Padres affiliate in the Midwest League. Massive deal today. Luke Voigt, C.J. Abrams, Robert Hassel, James Wood, Mackenzie Gore, and Jarlin Susana go from San Diego to the Washington Nationals for Juan Soto and Josh Bell. So I can even add on to what I said. Cronenworth, Tatis, Soto, Machado, and Bell. The Padres lineup. Wow, drastically better. And when you draft well, when you sign well, and when you develop well, you can make trades like this. And that's something the Cubs are striving for. They were not a great overall drafting team under Theo Epstein. Now, they got Baez, they got Bryant, they got those guys. But if you look at the track record overall, not a lot of great success in particular drafting pitching. Maybe the Cubs are trying to turn that around at the present time. So, Contreras, Hap, have they been traded? As of right now, I'm not seeing anything happening as of yet. There's a chance Contreras could stay, and they get a draft pick for him as compensation when he signs with another team. So there are still some possibilities for the Cubs to benefit from Wilson Contreras being on their team. 528 is our time. I'm Darren Pritchett. When we come back... We'll get to our Twitter question of the day, then a conversation with Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray. And later on in the program, Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated. Blueandgold.com will join me. A lot of noisiness involving Notre Dame football recruiting over the past week. We'll talk about Dylan Edwards, who flipped or actually decommitted from Kansas State and might flip to Notre Dame. You got Kenny Minchie. Notre Dame has offered him. He's a Pittsburgh quarterback commit. And what about Bowen and Keeley visiting other schools? Is that something to be concerned about? Mike has all the answers for you coming up at 6.07. It is 529. I'm Darren Pritchett. This is Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Pet lovers. Are you a business owner worried about the safety of your sensitive data? Look no further than Midwest Data Depot, your local off-site backup storage solution. Contact us today. Visit MidwestDataDepot.com.